Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs, broadcasting live from the NYC. For the next time, I'm going to give you the latest entertainment news on Mary Wilson, Michelle Obama, Jennifer Lawrence, Paris Hilton, Britney Spears, and a whole lot more. Let's get started. Roll it. Up on the blog and I'm chilling up in NYC Up on the train and the radio is all I need In the fuse and celeb news, I let see That's entertainment, who became famous Number one source of pop culture, radio or not We gon' chase it, that's entertainment Save adolescents from the ghetto town stages Gotta make a change in that's entertainment Wednesdays afternoon at 1 p.m. So baby, don't forget the tune The bins is nice, the jazz is the better cruise There is no car, I win cause you plan to lose Smooth, just like that Tammy Jones do it best, come on, just know that Been blessed by the Lord once, wait on that Blog radio, your speakers better be on max Real facts, if it's swag, we'll speak on that Just celebrity news, a new feed and my melody tune So Tammy, you back up me, I back up you It's entertainment for your head, baby, just come through She's on air now If you are just tuning in and this is your first time listening to the show, welcome. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you like the show and you want to know more about the show, make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page. That way it will give you a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, if you want to make a comment about any of today's stories, and please be serious about the call, give me a call at 347-637-2656 and press the number 1. That's 347-637-2656 and press the number 1. Also follow us on Facebook. Like our page. Just go to www.facebook.com slash thatsentertainment.radio. Follow us on Twitter at thatsentertain1. That's T-H-A-T-S, entertained in the number 1. You can also follow me on Twitter at stiletto14. That's stiletto like the shoe, S-T-I-L-E-T-T-O, and the number 14, you can also follow me on Instagram at T Jones Gibbs. Right now, the current temperature in the NY is a sunny 30 degrees. Before I get started with the first story of the day, I want to give a shout out to all my listeners out there. Thank you for once again for hanging out with me on this uh, Wednesday afternoon. So how is everybody doing out there? Uh, You know, this weekend was the Super Bowl 55. Congratulations to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for winning. Um... Uh, it's like seven times for uh, uh, for uh, Brady, so uh, Tom Brady, to win his seventh uh, Super Bowl. So congratulations to him. Also, uh, this weekend is Valentine's Day weekend. You know, uh, here in New York and some other states across the country, they're starting to open up indoor dining for the first time. And... Um, uh, uh, well, here in New York, I know Long Island had indoor dining, but in the city, among the five boroughs, they didn't have indoor dining. You, you have to just, you know, put your order in and pick it up. But uh, they're now, uh, because some of the numbers of the, uh, some of the hospitalizations and some of the people uh, contracting the virus have went down. So a lot of, and since it's Valentine's Day weekend, a lot of people are going to want to go out for dinner to celebrate their one love or many loves or however you celebrate it. And speaking of Valentine's Day, it's my annual Valentine's Day show. So if you don't have any dining plans and you want to spend the evening at home, because I know every time I have a show, a Valentine's Day show, a music show, it always snows that weekend. And, again, we're expecting some more Snow, but uh, if you're not doing anything this weekend and you're indoors for the night, make sure, join me at uh, Friday. I mean, um, Saturday actually, Friday, uh, Saturday, February thirteenth at ten thirty p.m. You can see how excited I am. I didn't do one last year, but this year I'm making it up. So it's my annual Valentine's Day show where I play some of the uh, my favorite uh, love songs and slow jams from the R&B genre. So if you don't have any plans. Keep me company on Saturday night. Also, February is also Black History Month. So uh, 15 minutes after the hour, I'm going to give you a little black history. As far as I am concerned, black history is all day, every day. But uh, I'm doing something different this year. Each Wednesday of this month, uh, each 
time I do a show, I'm going to give you some black history uh, for you. If you didn't know, now you know. Uh, this week we're going to be talking about uh, Mary Wilson. Unfortunately, the founding and original members of the Supremes had passed away. She was 76 years old, and I know Motown is mourning her loss. I was just speaking about Mary Wilson the other week about uh, how, matter of fact, it was last week, actually, when she was talking about people were asking if the Supremes were going to get together, she and Dinah Ross going to get together and do a project together, and she had mentioned that uh, she didn't know because Diana Ross, uh, she has a way for her to give her the green light. And that was just last week, one week ago. So, unfortunately, we lost her. Uh, Also this week at Entertainment, Michelle Obama is getting ready to launch a cooking show on Netflix. And it's supposed to be more kid-centric, and I'll tell you more about it. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence is in the news this week. Uh, She's nursing an injury after she was involved in an accident on the set of her new movie, Don't Look Up. I'm going to tell you more about it. Paris Hilton, I didn't even know this, is taking her school abuse allegation to court. Paris Hilton was abused. That's right. She had went to a boarding school in Utah, and she said uh, for the past 20 years she used to have recurring nightmares about this school that she attended, and she's putting them on blast. Uh, She also went public about it uh, in a 2020 docu-series called This Is Paris. I'll tell you more about it. Also, this week we're going to be talking about Britney Spears. She's back in the news. Uh, She is talking about she can't wait to get back to being a normal person. Um, People, uh, she has a new documentary out where uh, she talks about uh, her conservatorship that was placed under in 2008 and how her man, uh, Sam uh, Asghari, uh, says he has no respect for her father, Jamie Spears, who is the one that's holding this conservatorship uh, over Britney's head. So we're going to be talking about that. Also, Kobe Bryant's eldest daughter, Natalia just signed a new deal with IMG Models. That's right. She's going to be a model. She's going to be joining the roster with Gigi Hadid, Bella Hadid, Kate Moss, Haley Baldwin, and Ashley Graham. So good for her. Beautiful young lady. And uh, that's just the tip of the iceberg. So uh, let's get started. Uh, Mary Wilson, a founder and original member of the Supremes, she passed away. Her longtime publicist, Jay Swartz, confirmed that the vocalist died on Monday night, February 8th, at her home in Henderson, Nevada. She was 76 years old. The circumstances of her death was not immediately revealed, but her longtime friend and publicist told the press that Mary died suddenly. Funeral services will be private due to COVID-19, but there will be a public memorial plan to take place later this year. Paying tribute to Mary was Motown founder Barry Gordy, who said that the news of her passing had left him extremely shocked and saddened. He wasn't the only one. Uh, He also said in a statement, quote, the Supremes were always known as the sweetheart of Motown. Mary, along with Diana Ross and Florence Ballard, came to Motown in the early 1960s. After an unprecedented string of number one hits, television, and nightclub bookings, they opened doors for themselves, the other Motown acts, and many, many others. Mary Wilson was extremely special to me. She was a trailblazer, a diva, and will be deeply missed, unquote. Mary co-founded the Supreme as a 15-year-old in a Detroit housing project, along with Florence Ballard and Diana Ross. The trio first performed as the primates uh, before becoming the Supremes. They signed for Motown Records on January 21, 1961. The group enjoyed their heyday as the most successful Motown acts of the 1960s and the best-charting female group in U.S. history, as well as one of the all-time best-selling girl groups in the world. Mary remained with the group following the departure of other original members, Florence in 1967 and Diana in 1970, though the group eventually disbanded following Mary's own departure in 1977. 
and Mary was inducted along with Florence and Diana as members of the Supreme into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1988. Just two days prior to her passing, Mary put up a video on her YouTube channel announcing that she was working with Universal Music on releasing solo material. And this is what she said, uh, her last... um, Posting, she said, quote, hopefully some of that will be out on my birthday, March 6th, unquote. That's what she said in the video. So sad. I mean, she was just here, just like I said, I was just mentioning her last week, and now all of a sudden. Um, Michelle Obama is getting ready to, to launch a cooking show on Netflix. That's right. It's titled Waffles and Mochi. The upcoming kids-centric show will feature the former first lady as a whimsical supermarket owner, as well as two puppets named Waffles and Mochi. Uh, Waffle and Mochi is set to follow the puppets' journey as they try to become chefs. The show's theme is described to be closely aligning with Michelle's Let's Move public health campaign that was aimed at curbing childhood obesity. The wife of Barack Obama has been trying to help families get access to healthy, affordable foods and increase their physical activities with her initiatives. Netflix said in a statement, quote, with the help of friendly new faces like the supermarket owner, Mrs. Obama, and a magical flying shopping cart as their guide, Waffle and Mochi blast off on global ingredient missions, traveling to kitchens, restaurants, farms, and homes all over the world, cooking up recipes with everyday ingredients alongside renowned chefs, home cooks, kids, and celebrities. Unquote. Michelle shared her excitement on Twitter yesterday, on Tuesday, February 9th, and this is what she said. She said, quote, I'm beyond thrilled to share that on March 16th I'll be launching a new show on Netflix, and I'm excited for families and children everywhere to join us on our adventures as we discover, cook, and eat delicious food from all over the world, unquote. Waffles and Mochi joined Michelle many media ventures that include her Becoming Documentary and the Michelle Obama podcast, the latter which was launched on Spotify in 2020. There seem to be more to come as the Obama's Higher Ground Production has signed a multi-year production deal with Netflix. Waffle and Mochi is scheduled to be available for streaming on Netflix starting March 16th. Jennifer Lawrence is nursing an injury after she was involved in an accident on the set of her new movie, Don't Look Up. The actress was filming the Netflix sci-fi film early Friday morning, February 5th, in Boston with her co-star, Timothy Chalamet, when a uh, a planned explosion went uh, awry. According to the Boston Globe, the Oscar-winning actress was shooting the final scene at around 1.30 a.m. local time. The scene featured special effects, which were ex- uh, executed by ways of using a controlled glass explosion, but it went haywire. And prior to the explosion, Lawrence and Chalamet were seen filming a scene in which they spray-painted a window of the local uh uh, Enterprise Building, an Enterprise photographer who witnessed the accident details the scene which sees the two stars being caught in the act, resulting in police being called and quickly arriving in the SUV decorated as New York Police Department cruisers. TMZ, which obtained photos of Lawrence with Chalamet, possibly taken before the, the set accident, reports that the mystique of the X-Men film series was inside a restaurant during the explosion, but a a trash can crashed through a window, sending fragments flying. A chart of glass cut her eyelid, and it would not stop bleeding. Now, Lawrence allegedly fell to the ground on Main Street and was tended to be attended to by Chalamet and several other members of the crew. She reportedly was holding her face when medics arrived. The extent of her injury is unclear, but a source said it wasn't that bad. Now, her reps have not released a statement, and a spokesperson for Netflix has not responded to a request for comment on the set accident, but it's reported that filming was shut down for the day following the incident. The production was initially expected to last until about 3 a.m. Friday and also continue Friday night and early Saturday morning. It's currently unknown when filming will resume. 
Don't Look Up is directed by Adam McKay with Leonardo DiCaprio starring in another lead role opposite Lawrence. The political satire disaster film centers on two low-level astronomers, Lawrence and DiCaprio, who discover that a meteor will hit Earth in six months. They will embark on an unsuccessful media tour in an attempt to warn the world of the impending danger that might destroy mankind. The film star uh, the, the film star studded cast also includes Meryl Streep, Jonah Hill, Kate Blanchett, Matthew Perry, Ariana Grande, and Chris Evans. Right now we have 15 minutes after the hour. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. Again, if you like the show and you want to know more about your favorite celebrities, what's happening in the world of movies, TV, Hollywood, make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page, and that way it will send a reminder when I broadcast live. Now, it's since it's 15 minutes after the hour, you know, February is also Black History Month, and uh, I'm doing something new this year. Every week, every Wednesday of this month, uh, I'm going to give you a little black history. This week, we're going to be talking about Marie Van Britten Brown. She was an American inventor. She felt uneasy in her neighborhood, and the the police were unreliable, so she took matters in her own hands and patented the modern home security system. Over 50 years later, the technology is installed in millions of homes and offices worldwide. She was the inventor of the home security system in 1966, along with her husband, Albert Brown. In the same year, they jointly applied for a patent, which was granted in 1969. Brown was born right in Jamaica, Queens, New York, she died there at the age of 76. All right, Paris Hilton has taken her school abuse allegations to court. The reality TV star and socialite revisited the awful year she spent at a Utah boarding school on Monday, February 8th, appearing before the Utah Senate Judiciary Law Enforcement and Criminal Justice Committee. Paris explained that, Quote, I am an, an institutional abuse survivor, and I speak today on behalf of the hundreds of thousands of children currently in residential care facilities across the United States. For the past 20 years, I had had recurring nightmares when I'm kidnapped in the middle of night by two strangers, strip searched, and locked in a facility. I wish I could tell you that this haunting nightmare was just a dream, but it is not, unquote. And talking about something so personal was and is still terrifying, she could not go to sleep at night knowing that there are children that are enduring the same abuse that she had endured and so many others that went through it. She also added in court that she said, quote, I am proof that money doesn't protect against abuse, unquote. Paris went once schools like Provo Canyon, where she spent 11 months to be closely monitored and even closed if they violate human rights guidelines. Paris first went public about her alleged abuse in a 2020 docu-series, This Is Paris. And it's a long way to normal for Britney Spears. The 39-year-old pop star said Tuesday night on Twitter that she's taking the time to learn and be a normal person. She said, quote, I love simply enjoying the basics of everyday life. The plea for normalcy comes after a new documentary called Framing Britney Spears debuted, debuted Friday on Hulu. The doc sparked renewed calls for Spears to be released from the uh, conservatorship she was placed under in 2008. Spears was struck, uh, stuck in the conservatorship after a series of high-profile personal incidents. Fans had lobbied in recent years for the course to free Britney. The agreement was attended following numerous hearings in 2020, with the most recent ruling from December 2020, leaving it to place until September of 2021. But there are multiple hearings scheduled prior to September, which could alter its structure. Spears' boyfriend of four years, Sam Asgari, said Tuesday he has zero respect for Jamie Spears, the pop star dad who has control of her life under the conservatorship. Uh, Brittany, who met Sam on the set of her 2016 music video, Slumber Party, is not uh, said 
to have authorized the New York Times present documentary. And Kobe Bryant's eldest daughter is taking a plunge into the modeling industry. Having just turned 18 years old, Natalia Bryant signed a new deal with IMG Models and expressed her excitement by gushing on social media. She was beyond thrilled. The team broke the happy news via Instagram on Monday, February 8th, reposting the modeling agency announcement about her new deal. She declared that she's beyond thrilled and honored to be part of the IMG family. In a statement released by IMG, Natalia explained, saying, quote, I have always been interested in fashion since a very young age. I have a love for the industry, and ever since I can remember, I wanted to model. There's a lot to learn, but I feel this is a great opportunity for me to learn and express myself creativity, unquote. Uh, Natalia is joining Gigi Hadid and her younger sister, Bella Hadid, in the IMG roster. Aside from the Hadid sisters, the modeling agency also represents Kate Moss, Ashley Graham, Haley Baldwin, and national youth poet, Laureate Amanda Gorman. Shia LaBeouf and Hollywood talent agency CAA has parted ways following allegations of sexual abuse leveled at the actor. Despite the media scrutiny due to the damning accusation, he's not dropped by the agency, according to two people familiar with the matter. Instead, Variety reported that Shia made the decision to take a break from acting as he's currently receiving inpatient care for his issue. The 34-year-old is said to be determined to focus on his recovery and get the help he has admitted he needs. The Sam Witt Wiki of the first three Transformer films is reportedly living at an inpatient facility. A source said he has been receiving treatment for over five weeks, but his release is currently undetermined depending on his recovery. CAA and a rep for Shia has not responded to the report. It's unclear what specific type of treatment Shia is currently receiving, but his lawyer, Sean Holy, acknowledged in December of 2020 that the actor needed, needs help, and he knows that. They, he also revealed that they're actively seeking the kind of meaningful, intensive, long-term inpatient treatment that he desperately needs. The lawyer's statement was in response to FKA Twig's lawsuit against Shire in which she accused the maniac director of assault, sexual battery, and infliction of emotional distress during their months-long relationship, which began in late 2018. Octavia Spencer is set to join Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell in Spirited, a new take on Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol. The Oscar-winning actor has joined the cast of the Apple TV Plus movie, which will update and reimagine the classic story as a, a musical. The project is helmed by Sean Anders and John Morris, who was directing from their own screenplay. The duo has previously collaborated with Will on the 2015 movie Daddy's Home. Insider suggested that Reynolds will play the Scrooge-like lead who received visits from the ghosts of Christmas past, present, and future, while Pharrell is expected to play present. Spencer is apparently close to a deal to play Ryan's good-natured good co-worker who, helped, uh, present, uh, who helps present teach the man kindness during the festive season. She is expected to do her own singing in the Apple TV Plus flick. The holiday story has been adapted many times for film, stage, and opera. One comedy movie fronted by Bill Murray came out in 1988, and a musical featuring Colin Baker was released in 2015. There was also a 2009 animated movie starring the likes of Jim Carrey, Gary Oldman, Colin Firth, and Robin Wright. Meanwhile, Octavia Spencer was last seen in the movie The Witches, which is led by Anne Hathaway in 2020. She also lent her voice to Robert Downey Jr.'s Doolittle, Tom Holland and Chris Pratt's Onward, and Melissa McCarthy's Super Intelligence. Her other next movie release includes superhero comedy Thunder Force and sci-fi thriller Invasion. NeNe Leakes is setting the record straight amid reports that she was dumped by her entire management team. The former The Real Housewives of Atlanta star has issued a statement in a Twitter post denying them once and for all. On Tuesday, February 9th, the 53-year-old reality TV star wrote on the Bluebird app. She said, quote, first of all, first all of you, 
No, she said for all of you that are asking, emailing, inboxing, blogging, reporting, etc., the only statement I have, my team did not let me go. She refused to offer further statement at this time. Prior to this, Perez Hilton claimed that Stephen Grossman at Untitled Entertainment dropped Nini and that she's officially no longer repped by ICM Partners. The TV star additionally was reported to have parted ways with her lawyer, Darrell Miller of Fox Rothschild LLP, and her public relations firm, Jones Work PR. Wow. Right now we have here uh, 25 minutes after the hour. Uh, Coming up, we're going to be talking about um, Beyonce's cousin, Martel uh, Doren, a.k.a. Cardone. Apparently he was was murdered uh, by a woman who is identified as a 21-year-old rapper. We're going to be talking about that. And speaking of Beyonce, her husband, Jay-Z, had announced that uh, his highly anticipated collaboration with Nipsey Hussle will be previewed in a trailer for the new movie, Judas and the Black Messiah. And a live-action Powerpuff Girl reboot is coming to the CW. And there is no bad blood between rapper Jim Jones and Lil Wayne. And Coldplay is getting ready to release a new album. And I'll tell you which which, uh, series has led, has, has 12 nominations for this year's Critic Choice Awards. All those stories and more coming up in the next half hour, so don't go anywhere.
Entertainment news and pop culture every Wednesday afternoon with the host Tammy Jones Gibbs right here on Block Talk Radio. Right now we have 27 minutes left remaining in the show. That was Black Parade by Beyonce. And speaking of Beyonce, uh, police have arrested a woman who is suspected for the murder of Beyonce knows cousin Martel Duran. Uh, a.k.a. Cardone, a woman who is identified as a 21-year-old rapper by the name of Sasha Scare, was apprehended by Bixar County deputies after she was on the run for almost two weeks. According to All Hip Hop, Sasha was arrested last weekend in San Antonio. Police zero in on the budding rapper who was being mentored by Cardone as the suspect after they saw Sasha in a surveillance footage at the apartment complex walking along the hallways moments after the alleged shooting. Now, Cardone was shot and killed inside the Tower Apartments along La Cantera Parkway on January 26th. And according to an arrest affidavit, neighbors reported hearing a man and woman argue moments before a gunshot was heard. Now, Cardone's estranged wife, Joa DeRuin, revealed that he met Sasha online and invited her to join the filming of a music video for his mixtape. Uh, uh, Joya, who uh, remains friendly with her estranged husband despite their separation, says she got worried when she saw, she was unable to reach out to Cardone. She noted that he hadn't spoken to his stepmother either. Now, Cardone was signed to Sony Music subsidiary The Orchard in 2019. She was also involved in a deadly North Austin shooting back in 2019. Now, Cardone is reportedly Beyonce's cousin through her maternal grandmother, Agnes. The R&B diva, however, has not released a statement on her cousin's death. And hours after it was announced, Jay-Z and Nipsey Hussle highly anticipated collaboration has been previewed in a trailer for Judas and the Black Messiah, which uh, titled What It Feels Like. It plays over the scenes of the biographical pick starring Daniel Kaluuya. What It Feels Like is included on the soundtrack to Judas and the Black Messiah, which is set to arrive on Friday, February 12th. The star-studded track list include, uh, features Nas, Rakim, ASAP Rocky, Little Dirk, Black Thought, uh, no, Black Thought, Polo G, G Herbo, Little Herb, and Hit Boy, 
who executive produced the album. What it feels like marks Jade and Nipsey's first collaboration, though they had built friendship years before the latter passing, when the 444 rapper co-signed the Racks in the Middle spitter which uh, with the hashtag Proud to Pay movement. Jade was last featured in a song as a performer in 2018, Ape Shit, his latest collaboration with his wife, Beyonce, as well as in DJ Khaled's uh, Top Off, which was also released in the same year. He has recorded for Pharrell Williams' song Entrepreneur, but the song is yet to be unleashed. As for Nipsey, his song Rack in the Middle featuring Roddy Ridge and Hit Boy was released posthumously in 2019 and received a Grammy Award for Best Rap Performance at the 62nd Grammy Awards. He also won Best Rap Song Performance for another song, Higher, at the same event. A live-action Powerpuff Girl reboot is coming to the CW. The network has announced that it has ordered a pilot for several new shows, including the reimagination of popular children cartoon and a new superhero show hailing from Ava DuVernay. The pilot of the planned project is set to follow the Tyler trio in adulthood. The show will see Blossom, Buttercup, and Bubbles having grown disillusioned and resentful of their childhood spent fighting crimes. The original cartoon aired from 1998 to 2005 on the Cartoon Network with a reboot running from 2016 to 2019. Diablo Cody and Heather Regnier uh, writes and the executive produced the upcoming reboot. Also joining as executive producer are Greg Berlanti and, Berlanti and uh, Sarah Sch- uh, Schechter and David Madden. And there's no bad blood between Jim Jones and Lil Wayne for years, but the former admit in a new interview that there was one time when Wayne pissed Jim Jones off. During his appearance on the Joe Budden podcast, Jim revealed that he wanted to fight his fellow rapper over a stolen hook. Jim told Joe that he believed Weezy stole his hook for Fat Joe's song Make It Rain, which was released back in 2006 from his Weatherman single, which also featured Wayne. Jim said that he might have physically attacked the sucker for pain spitter at an award show, if not because fellow Dipset member Jules Santana stopped him. Weatherman, which also featured Stack Bundle, was one of the songs featured in Jim's Hustle product of my environment project back in 2006 it peaked at number six on the billboard 200 and number one on the top r&b hip-hop album chart as for make it rain the song was off of joe's seventh studio album me myself and i produced by scott starch the track peaked at number 13 on the billboard hot 100 it was nominated for a grammy award in the best rap performance by a duo or group category and coldplay are reportedly gearing up to release a new album. The band, comprised of Chris Martin, John Buckland, Guy Berryman, and Will Champion, have made the biggest hint their next LP is imminent and that it's called Music of the Spears, after they formally trademarked the term according to Britain's The Sun newspaper. Coldplay's last album was Everyday Life, which they dropped in 2019. The band refused to go on tour to promote the album. Back then, they said they didn't plan on hitting the road again until they could figure Figure out how their concerts could be actively beneficial for the movement. I mean, I'm sorry, for the environment. Mank, the stylish black and white biopic starring Gary Oldman as Citizen Kane, screenwriter Herman J. Mackenwitz, led all. Critic Choice Award contended with 12 nominations on Tuesday. The David Fincher feature received nods for Best Picture, Best Director, Best Actor, Omen, Supporting Actress Amanda Seafried, and Original Screenplay, and seven others, including one for Cinematography and Original Screenplay. I'm sorry, that should be Amanda Seafried. Now, Seafried, I always get her name uh, like he always mess up her name, Amanda C. Uh, Fred. Uh, Chadwick Boseman picked up two Postman's nominations for his performance in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom and The Five Bloods, both of which are up for the top prize. Boseman, the Black Panther and 42 star who died of colon cancer last, uh, last August, also received dual nomination for the Scream Actors Guild. 
the Korean American family drama Minari uh, garnered ten Critic Choice nominations, including Best Picture, Best Actor contender Stephen Young, and Supporting Actress Young Yoo Jung, who uh, have already won a handful of Film Critics Award for her role as a conflicted grandmother. Other Best Picture nominees include News of the World, Sound of Metal, The Trial of the Chicago Seven, No Man Land. Uh, Promising Young Woman and One Night in Miami. The latter three picked up nominations for their female directors, Chloe Zhou, Emerald Fennell, and Regina King, respectively. Among the unanticipated contenders making the cut was 88-year-old Ellen Burstein for her supporting performance as Vanessa Kirby's Bitter Mother in Pieces of a Woman and Zendaya for the romantic drama Malcolm and Marie. One of the most surprising snub was 12-year-old Helena Zengel, who has been universally praised for her role as a mysterious girl in News of the World. Also not in the mix is six-time Academy Award nominee Amy Adams for Hillbilly Elegy. And although co-star Glenn Coase, who have racked up seven Oscar nominations, will compete in the supporting actress category. And also failing to make the cut was 86-year-old Sophia Loren for her glowing performance as a Holocaust survivor who watches over the children of prostitutes in the life ahead. But the film did score three nominations, including Best Foreign Language Film. The Critic Choice Awards show airs March 8th on The CW. And one nonprofit organization has just hit the Daily Double. The Doe Fund, an organization that provides clothing to people transitioning to a workplace environment, is receiving Jeopardy's host Alice Trebek wardrobe. And they said that, uh, and this is according to Variety, they said that uh, the producer, Mike Richards, said that donating Alex wardrobe to those who are working to rebuild their lives is the perfect way to begin to honor Alex's last request. And among the items heading to the nonprofit are 14 sweaters, 9 sports coats, 14 suits, 9 pairs of dress shoes, 3 pairs of pants, 58 dress shirts, 25 polo shirts, 15 belts, 2 parkas, and 300 neckties. Spearheading the charity act was Trebek's 30-year-old son, Matthew, a longtime supporter of the Doe Fund. The wardrobe was garnered by Trebek and show uh, customer uh, Stephen Zubelman, Ken Jennings, who have served as Jeopardy's uh, host uh, following Trebek's death last November from pancreatic cancer, wrapped up his show run on February 19th. Among the celebrity hosts lined up after Jennings are journalists Savannah Guthrie and Anderson Cooper, Call Me Cat star Mayim Balik, and Re. And, oh, an NFL most valuable player, Green Bay Packer quarterback Aaron Rodgers. Jennifer Lopez took advantage of her downtime during COVID-19 crisis to enroll in therapy with her fiancé, Alex Rodriguez. The -the on-the-floor hitmaker and the former baseball ace has been holed up with their children from previous relationships ever since the start of the pandemic, and J-Lo decided it was a good time to seek a little counseling. She told Allure magazine, quote, at the start of the pandemic, we were all filled with anxiety. We were all in the twilight zones like everyone else. We never get to do stuff like that together. I was trying to take advantage of the time. We got to work on ourselves. We did therapy. I think it was really helpful for us in our relationship. Unquote. Although the unexpected break was great for family bonding, it forced the couple to put its destination wedding plans on ice after already postponing its big day twice. J-Lo and A-Rod became engaged in early 2019 after dating for two years. Jennifer Lopez and Alex Rodriguez were forced to put their wedding plans on hold due to COVID-19 pandemic. Meanwhile, the songstress is gearing for the release of her new romantic comedy movie, Marry Me. The film also starred Maluma and Owen Wilson, was supposed to come out last year, but the health crisis has pushed it back to Valentine's Day release this year. J-Lo was also tapped for another wedding theme movie, Shotgun Wedding. She was supposed to share screen with Army Hammer, but the actor quit the project amid sex scandal. He's replaced by Josh Duhamel. And uh, Woody Allen is a target of, he's been a target of decade-old allegations of child sex abuse. 
which he shared his thoughts on the growing boycott against him during a candid interview for a Brazilian talk show where he also discussed the Me Too movement and his desire to meet with his estranged children. The Oscar-winning director, who was never charged with abusing his young daughter, said that the actor said the actors and companies refusing to work with him in recent years are wrong. And this is what he said uh, early on Globo. He said, quote, what can I say except they're making a mistake? Maybe they will, they will understand that one day, and maybe they won't. That I don't know, unquote. Allen's adopted daughter with actress Mia Farrow, Farrow, uh, 35-year-old Dylan Farrow, has reportedly accused him of molesting her when she was just seven years old. The writer, actor, and comedian denies the allegation and hasn't spoken to his daughter or her brother, journalist Ronan Farrow, in more than two decades. Ronan Farrow, who's known for investigating allegations of sexual abuse, including the Harvey Weinstein case, believes Allen did molest his sister. The allegation first came to light in 1992 and reemerged in 2014 when Dylan Farrow described the abuse, out, uh, the alleged abuse, in an open letter published by the New York Times. She also spoken about the claims in an interview and social media posts. The case drew even more scrutiny in recent years because of the Me Too movement. In his interview this week, Allen praised the movement as quite good, but urged activists to exercise caution. The interview comes day before the release of a four-part docuseries about Allen's tumultuous relationship with Mia Farrow. Allen vs. Farrow set the debut February 21st on HBO, promises to reveal the private story behind the sex abuse allegation through previous unscreened audio tapes and interviews with family members. Right now we have 13 minutes left remaining in the show. I'm going to go ahead and take another music break. And when I come back, I'm going to give you the last remaining stories of the day. So uh, don't go anywhere. Hey, guys. Today I am getting cool sculpting by... Okay, we have some uh, technical difficulties. Um, so we're just going to continue. We're going to continue with the rest of the show. Uh, Billboard writes that, according to initial reports, sales of the weekend's overall catalog uh, swelled by 385% following his much buzz about performance. And the best-selling song were the hits he sang during the showcase. While the chart-topping Blinding Lights ranked in 29% of his total sales on February 7th, the track wasn't the one that people rushed to download. The effectuous ballad Earn It from the Fifty Shades of Grey soundtrack saw a sales increase of 1,240%. And by the way, that's one of my favorite, all-time favorites from the weekend, that single right there. Uh, in recent years, it comes to light that performers don't get paid for, for performing at the Super Bowl halftime show, but they usually make it up through other avenues and sponsorships. Meanwhile, OnlineGambling.com used SoundChart.com to track fan-based growth across the weekend social channels, which saw a 428,000 follower increase across the social media platform within the past seven days. A North Texas woman reportedly coughed up $100,000 to a catfishing con that convinced her she was in an online romance with Bruno Mars. That's right. The, kid, the, 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 uh, the case led to a money laundering charge filed against Shinwindu Azumu and his appearance in a Harris County criminal court early Tuesday for a probable cause hearing with online court records shelved. The prosecutors claimed that Anzungu was behind a scheme that started back in September of 2018 and targeted the 63-year-old victim, according to the Houston-based KTRK-TV. The woman reportedly told investigator a person pretending to be Marsh reached out and convinced her she shared a meaningful connection with the 35-year-old uptown funk singer. Documents obtained by the station said that the woman fell in love with the Mars account after it drew her in with her multiple texts and photos of the Grammy winner while he was on tour. The fraudulent Mars account soon became, uh, began asking the woman for money, directing her to send a, a $10,000 check made out to a friend off the band for tour expenses. 
and two days later it was asked for more funds and received 90000 That's what the station reported. The money was deposited in an account held by Azongwu and an alleged accomplice identified as Basil Amadi. And investigators armed with search warrants later found that a 90000 deposit in in the Anzuru account, which was drained down to a zero balance, and this is according to a report. And Zuru is due back in court on Wednesday for a bail review hearing, and that's what the court records show. People will get more of uh, Claudia Conway this month. The daughter of Kellyanne Conway, the former senior counselor to Donald Trump, is set to appear in a new season of American Idol, season 19, that will premiere on Sunday, February 14. In a clip that was released on Monday, February 8, the 16-year-old is seen taking the stage while admitting that she's both very nervous and very excited. Introducing herself, she said, I'm Claudia Conway. My parents are high-profile political figures. Meanwhile, Judge Katy Perry is telling her, quote, we want an American Idol. It remains to be seen whether she says that in a good or bad situation. Claudia also took to her TikTok account to share a video of her addressing her American Idol appearance. Claudia, who has been trolling her mom over her support for Trump, made headlines earlier this year after she suggested that she was being verbally abused by her mother, Kellyanne. She also accused that the, the politician's of leaking her topless pics on Internet. Now, she said that her mother must have gotten the snap from her personal phone when she confiscated her phone months ago. However, she assumed that Kellyanne could have accidentally posted it or somewhat hacked her phone. The long-running drama between the mom-daughter duo also involved police at one point as Kellyanne was reportedly getting a police visit over abuse of claims. And a car rental co- uh, company is holding offsets accountable for allegedly losing a rented Bentley. Platinum Transportation Group claimed in a court document which was obtained by TMZ that the Migos rapper signed a contract with the company back in May of 2020 in which he would pay less than $600 per day to rent their new 2020 Bentley Bata- uh, Bentega. Now, the husband of Cardi B allegedly uh, keeps seeking extensions just a few days before the lease ended. On July 4th of 2020, he told Platinum Transportation Group that he actually had no idea where the car was. The company also stated that Offset could not name a person who might have it last. The rapper still paid the rental fee, but once the deal expired on July 25th, he stopped sending money. The company also said that the rapper refused to make payments even though the car was still missing. As Offset failed to get back to Bentley, PD, uh, PTG filed a police report in an attempt to find the missing car. However, the company reportedly couldn't produce evidence of the report upon request. In this lawsuit, PTG is seeking significant financial damages. It believes that without the Bentley, uh, Bettega, the company has lost more than $100,000 in revenue, and Offset has yet to comment on the report. Sir Elton John has called for a short-term fix to make it easier for British musicians to tour in Europe. The tiny dancer hitmaker has spoken out after musicians were left out of the Brexit trade deal, meaning they may have to acquire visas for every European country they wish to perform in, a policy which critics fear me may lead to such a large rise in costs. Artists will be unable to afford a play in the European Union. Now, branding the current situation ridiculous, uh, Elton wrote for Britain's The Guardian newspaper saying, quote, either the Brexit negotiators didn't care about musicians or didn't think about them or weren't uh, sufficiently prepared. They screwed up. It's ultimately down to the British government to sort it out. They need to go back and renegotiate, unquote. With Elton acknowledging that renegotiating freedom of moment is complicated and it's going to take a lot of time, he called for a support organization to help young artists navigate the new difficulties, particularly now when the coronavirus pandemic has provided a window of opportunity to get something in place while live music is still on hold. And the music veteran felt it's his own biggest critic who should support his campaign more than anyone else. The issue is due to be debated in Parliament Parliament on Monday, 
after over 280,000 musicians and music fans signed a petition calling for new negotiations with the EU. And uh, David Beckham has put more than $15 million of his own money into his soccer team. The retired spokes, uh, sportsman has increased his stake in his uh, inter-Miami CF by putting in another $15.3 million documented filed as company house and seen by the Sun newspaper has revealed. David and his co-owners were granted the franchise for the Major League Soccer team in January 2018, but the project took some time to come to uh, to the head, and the team only played their first game last March. The former England captain previously said of the venture, he said, quote, our mission is to bring MLS Club to Miami is now complete, and we are deeply satisfied, grateful, and excited, unquote. And David also defended the decision to appoint his friend and former teammate Phil Neville as manager, insisting he simply wanted the best people in all positions at the club. Singer Ray J is planning to relocate permanently to Miami, Florida, to try and savage his uh, his marriage to uh, Princess Love, the one which star filed for divorce in Los Angeles in September 2020, four months after Princess, the mother of his two young children, initially took legal action to end their four-year marriage. She ended up having her petition dismissed shortly after filing the complaint, suggesting they were trying to work things out after previously spending much of the coronavirus lockdown living separately. Now it appears that they're close to officially reuniting romantically after Ray joined his family in Florida. The love and hip-hop Hollywood star made being away from their kids was particularly hard for him to handle following the on-off couple's initial separation, and he's determined never to let that happen again. And Gerard Butler is confident that the coronavirus pandemic will give viewers a deeper understanding of his new movie, Greenland. The 51-year-old actor played John Garrity in the disaster flick, which tells the story of a family fighting for the survival as Earth faces destruction from an approaching comet and thinks that audiences will see the movie in a different light amid the global health crisis. <clears throat> Excuse me. The Olympic has fallen star admit that movie felt more far-fetched during the production, but added that it would be timely regardless as the world faces other problems. In the interview with Australian newspaper The Herald Sun, he said, quote, If you took away the pandemic, we still have a world full of fires and hurricanes and tsunamis. It was still something that felt very timely and symbolic of where we are and what we stand to lose and what ultimately do we mean to each other as people, unquote. Miranda Lambert is set to return the stage to entertain her fans after putting a halt on concerts for almost a year due to the coronavirus pandemic. The country music star has revealed plans for a three-night concert run in April. And making use of her Instagram account, the Mama's Broken Heart songstress announced on Monday, February 8th, that she's going to perform at the legendary Fort Worth, Texas. Excuse me. She's going to perform at the legendary Fort Worth, Texas, Honky Tonk. <laughs> Honky Tonk. Really? <laughs> She's getting ready to perform. <laughs> I just got the giggles. She's getting ready to perform, um, perform at this legendary. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay. She's getting ready to perform this gig. On April, let's see, April twenty, uh, let's see, April twenty second, twenty third, and twenty four. Now, this is supposed to be a massive square foot entertainment venue. Uh, she said that there's going to be a general admission for tickets, and tickets for the the concert is going to range from fifty dollars to two hundred dollars, and it will go on pre-sale on February tenth, and on sale to the general public on February twelfth. And Billy Bob will kick off the celebration of its 40th anniversary on April first with an appearance by the Gatlin Brothers. They're going to be followed by two concerts on April 2nd and 3rd by Hank Williams Jr. Other acts set to perform at the venue include Texas band Midland, April 8th through the 10th, and Dwight Yoakam 
uh, April 15th to the 17th. So she's going to be performing at the legendary Fort Worth, Texas, Honky Tonk Billy Bob. <laughs> I don't know why that sounds so funny to me, but that's where she goes. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> but that's where she's going to be performing. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, right now we have, uh, oh, we only have a second left remaining in the show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. <laughs> for tuning in. And don't forget to check out this Saturday's February 13th, February 13th, my Valentine's Day show at 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Thanks for tuning in. Sorry about that, guys. I just got the giggles all of a sudden. Tune in next time when we do it all over again. You've been listening to That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs. Have a great day. Stay safe, and I'll talk to you next time. Take care.